Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with the menopause guru, Jean Andrus. Jean, what's awesome? What's awesome is Mardi Gras starts today. Yay! That's so fabulous. I live in New I live in the area, New Orleans area, and Mardi Gras starts on January 6th. And so my month and a half of parading and partying and king cake eating and throwing beads and all of that starts today. Awesome. Yay. Uh, so how has your future self been showing up recently? Um, my future self has been showing up by uh, pushing me to make more space in my life for me and for her. Mm, oh, we are going to talk about that uh, before <laughs> we talk about what, how I resisted and my current self resisted that. Yes. All right. So before we do that, I just want to say uh, this is Jean's 21st interview in her years of growth series. Um, it's the beginning of 2020 when we're recording this. So tell us more about space. So you, in the beginning of December, Actually, sometime in November, you told mm -hmm. me you were taking the month of December off. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, oh, well, I can't afford to take the month of December off. So you and I sat down and we figured out what I needed to do during the month. And then I promptly not didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of it was, um, there was, there was really some true downtime and not in a necessarily, um, when you're a person like me, you, you tend to think of downtime as being the time in which you accomplish those other projects in your life that aren't work. <laughs> and Therefore, when you wind up getting up in the morning and grabbing a novel and noticing that it's noon, <laughs> when you read the last page of it and that you really haven't stopped and now it's time to get some lunch because you're starving to death. So your workday begins around one and ends around two and you don't accomplish a whole lot. It feels really wrong. Um, if you're my current self, mm -hmm. that feels like I've committed to doing something and, and I should be doing it. Or if, you know, if somebody pops onto Facebook and says, Hey, um, the girls are going to lunch at Antoine's, you want to come? And you realize that that means you leave for lunch at 10 30 in the morning, <laughs> which means you get, start getting dressed at 10 or quarter of 10 mm -hmm. and you're not going to get back till 4 35 6 o'clock at night and that's well past your end, the end of the day that feels like you're not putting putting in the hours can I say it that way yeah um and that we all know we all know mm -hmm. that 
starting your own business or running your own business is hard work and you have to work at hard every day. And so there was a lot of resistance and a lot of beating myself up some evenings that I hadn't gotten more accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so it was a time of learning that that's not the person I really want to be is the person who has to work hard all the time. And that's not who my future self is. She's a person who can say, oh, two weeks. It's okay. You've, you know, you, you schedule in the things you really have to schedule in. Like um, I scheduled in a couple of client interviews and a couple of client calls and that there was no problem getting those done because they were scheduled for that time. Right. And you have to do, when you do it, you just, you know, you just get up and you go to the computer and you turn on zoom and you're, you're there. And so I did a few things and I made a few posts and I realized that my clients aren't really talking about the important stuff in terms of getting, getting to feel better. They're ranting a lot about the holidays and that, there is a point to modeling, taking the holidays at its at your own pace, mm-hmm. and so that's what I did. I took it at my own pace. And it meant <laughs> Christmas Day, uh, I actually two day a few days before Christmas, I uh, my stove broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, about two weeks before Christmas, they said we can get there Christmas Eve, and I can just imagine myself like at age, you know, in, in my mid thirties with 10 people coming over for dinner on Christmas day saying, no, you'll get here now. I need my oven. And, uh, it was just okay. Didn't matter because our plans were to be very flexible. We wound up, uh, going to see a movie, I think, and, uh, going to a, a place that we know that opens Christmas Christmas night. So it was real laid back. It was just us. And it was really happy. And had I been in New Hampshire with my grandbaby and my great son, it would have been really different, but it would have been okay too. Mm-hmm. So what I heard is that there, you actually had a very future self holiday. I did. Both in terms of living how your future self lives, but also in being your future business self who models that it doesn't have to be crazy because this is for your people, um, your clients. It's a time in their life where they're naturally eliminating the crazy. And Mm -hmm. so to, to model that is important both from a future self and a future business perspective. But then enjoying the holidays and taking some space is really important to your future self. And you had just had a little battle about that with your current self. (laughs) Yeah. Who still (laughs) hasn't quite gotten it all. Yeah. But how would you say that's different from maybe a year ago or three years ago? Because even though it sounds like, Oh, I haven't gotten it. I think that it's still very different. Very different, very different. Um, I, well, simply put, um, (laughs) Thursday afternoon when we started our first coaching call of the new year, Mm -hmm. you had the time wrong. And 
I was waiting for you and I was there. I was there, even though, I mean, there was, there's, there was a part of me that didn't really want to admit to having goofed, goofed off as much as I did through the holidays. Um, three years ago, I wouldn't have showed up. Right. Two years ago, you know, two years ago, I probably wouldn't have showed up. Last year, I would have showed up and I would have been quaking. I would have just been really super nervous and super, um, it would have been hard to admit that I hadn't done it. Um, I would have, I might, I might have beaten myself up through the entire holiday to make it just to do more than I said I would. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because when you say beat yourself or beat yourself up, or you would have been quaking to come to the call, it's not because I've ever, you know, pulled out like a nun with a ruler situation, right? Once you did, but it was <laughs> Once, different, a little right? different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't about, like, it's not, it's not that sort of there's ever even been this um, just the one time, like, but you, sh you know, you, oh, you didn't get that done. Oh, you didn't do this right. Or you didn't, which, which is super even interesting because when we made the list before our last coaching, you know, our last coaching call in December, and we made a list of said, are you sure this is all the things you like, do you want to commit to this many things? Right. Or do you want to <laughs> leave a little bit more space? Right. And so that's interesting because it was all in your, like, it's all beating yourself up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, which absolutely. is, you know, like you said, is less, less than it was, which is awesome. <laughs> and I think we talked about before the call, it's really that perfectionist. It's, it's just another layer of letting go of, I don't, what would you even call, I don't even know if it's perfectionist, would you call it the old beliefs about it has to be hard. It's yeah. It's the old belief that it has to, has to be hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep coming back to the idea that I'm in my mid sixties now. Yeah. <laughs> my husband, I'm trying to get my husband. He's um, just gotten to the point. He's 65. Um, he'll be 66 this summer and the full social security thing mm. is just around the corner for him. And I keep thinking, well, he's, you know, I don't want him working mm -hmm. five days a week. 10 hours a day anymore. I, it's not good for him. It's, he has, it's just not okay. And in order to do that, I need more space in my life where I can spend that with him, spend time with him. And it's just now that I'm starting to really turn off the computer 10, 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning and then not open it up for work not even email. I went through my emails yet this morning and it's like, Oh, last time I read email was uh Saturday morning before I left for the meeting. It's awesome. I, I, I had an all day meeting, uh, Toastmasters on Saturday and I hadn't touched my email since, since then. So it was a matter of culling through all the junk mail and finding the good stuff. And, uh, yeah. So it, it, now I'm seeing myself taking that space and taking what I, being the business owner I want to be, not mm -hmm. being the business owner that um, 
I don't know. So many of the business coaches would have me be. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, <clears throat> oh, I had an important question about that. Um, so how does the beginning of this year feel different than the beginning of 2019 and maybe even 2018, 2017? Hmm. That's an interesting question because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And, and, you know, and that I might be a good thing. I think this year is more of a transition from old year to new. Old year um, to new? From old year to new. Yeah, let's, yeah. Um, I don't know that I, I mean, in taking that month and really notching it down a gear, I, now I'm feeling ramping up with a lot a new energy, mm-hmm. but also it's a different energy. It's not quite so crazy an energy. Um, although I had a weird dream about organization last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's I think it's coming into um, into this year with a little different focus, and that is to be my future self on a more regular basis. I was doing it before. I'm doing it a little more now. Um, But just the idea that there is a transition between years. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that there was last year. I think last year was like, here's December's idea. Here's January's idea. Here's February's idea. Here's March's idea. And We've gotten a lot accomplished this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. a huge amount accomplished this year. But it almost felt like a, a treadmill or a grind, grind you know, mm-hmm. grindstone kind of thing. Where yeah. I was, there wasn't any stop, reflect, change. And there's more of that this year. Yes. Even I'm remembering the last, you know, our last call in December, which is about probably a month ago, close to today. And it was like, it was like the checklist, like this is for a month from now. This is for three months from now. And I want to get this done. So it's done for like, you know, six months from now. And it really, even though all of those things needed to be done and you needed to have that, get it done, get it done, get it done. Because for a long time, it was sort of not get anything done or maybe get a few things, right? <clears throat> but you knew what you needed to do and you knew how to speak to your person. And so it's yep. become very important. And I love that you're highlighting that there was sort of this pause and this new fresh thing, which I love and I think is a great place to talk about. From this downtime came this inspiration for something new. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about that. So um, my clients, my people tend to be a lot like, like everybody's, they tend to be a lot like me. And that means that there are, I have a lot of clients who are quote type A personalities. They're tiggers, what I call a tigger. And tiggers jump in with both feet and a tail and actually all four feet. Uh, but if you remember Tigger and Winnie the Pooh and in the 
especially in the Disney cartoons, Tigger had springs on his bottom and he was made out of rubber. And when he would bounce into something, he was just as likely to bounce right back out because he has all, he's so many, has these springs. So getting Tiggers to stick with something is difficult. And a long time ago, this is actually something I include in my coaching when I, when I have one of these Tigger personalities is that Tiggers need to, need to learn how to be Tiggerish with some, and, and I, this kind of, I, I love Bill. Um, so they tend to, so in coaching and in helping them stick, um, it's allowing them to be Tiggerish when they jump in but celebrating like Piglet. And I think I've learned a lot of this from you is this constant celebration of what's gone right. So in, you can jump in with everything, but concentrate each day on just one small uh, victory. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if, if you tend to be a little bit more tortoise than the hare kind of thing naturally, then you can just start with one thing and move through. But if you, if, if one of the reasons that you start a new health plan or eating plan or diet or whatever every Monday morning is because as soon as you go off track, you go, you bounce right back out. The thing I'm doing next starting in a week from today is one small, simple change per day. And if you want to make all the changes at once, make them all, but celebrate that you're breathing or that you're uh, taking time to relax or that you're drinking more water or whatever it is that's that day's focus, that you celebrate that you've done it and that you've kept on task. Yeah. And so that was an inspiration. So I think there's this, I'm not hearing you. This is. So they have something to focus on and celebrate at the end of the day that they've accomplished something that they've made a step towards their own personal health growth. Yeah. And what I hear is that this was inspiration. So it was inspired to do this simple thing, right? Sort Mm -hmm. of by because you've become that person who can step back and is really, I think, starting to see through the eyes in a very big way through the eyes of your clients and your future clients, right? Your paying clients. Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing what they're seeing in the world and you're saying, that's not what they want. This is, this is a great way to do this, these seven simple steps. And then that was actually supposed to start today. And you're even able to say, no, I need to create more, um, more juice, more momentum background. background. I need to, I need to even give them a, a different, a, 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 another step to get to that place next week. Right. Yes. And that really comes from that stillness. I love that you mentioned that, like there was this pause and it's, you're not on the treadmill anymore. So you are more able to see, Oh, this needs, it's not about getting this out right now. It's about 
getting out even more of what they need and even more of the steps mm-hmm. that take them down the path to become your paying client. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and all that I keep seeing, I keep the, I see a lot of things out there from other health coaches and, and, and granted, most of them are younger and their, their audience is younger and they're, they're aimed at those people who, for whom new year, do you fits and mm-hmm. works. But then I'm seeing my, my people, the people that I'm talking to saying, what the hell? <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have any energy whatsoever. I need, I need to do this slowly and simply. And some of them really want the results right away. And and those are the people who gravitate towards drugs or HRT for it. But when somebody realizes that that's only a temporary fix too, then they have to realize that moving slowly is the way to go. And, and making changes that are permanent. Absolutely. Um, so how do you feel about all that? How does it feel to have elevated to this new level of seeing and speaking to your client and being even more of your future self? I love it because 90% of the time I am I know that as I go through this, I'm going to reach the people that need to be reached, who need to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the other 10% of the time, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, my future self is not there all the time. But, I mean, that makes good. So what would you say uh, three or four years ago? What was the percentage who knew they were reaching their audience? One. <laughs> <laughs> and 99% freak out or was there something else? 99% freak out. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, uh, interestingly enough, uh, one of the things I did during this downtime, um, yes, I did do a couple of projects and one of them was to, to clean some stuff out in some various areas in my house. And I found, um, uh, you'll probably remember this. We made a list of what to do when you're panicking about, I don't know, it was 18 months ago. Yes. <laughs> and it was things like write a post or uh, yeah, put post on Facebook or write a blog post or um, send an email or, <laughs> and there, and it was always the proverbial script, but now um, I have a tendency to start every day with it. Even if I don't script, mm-hmm. it t- I tend to start my day in that space. So sometimes I'll, I'll open it up and get distracted, but I've al- already gone through the first three or four lines in it. I've mm-hmm. already gone through, I woke up, I heard the birds or I felt the cool air. I felt confident. I'm grateful that I'm living my amazing life, which is almost always the way it starts for me. And then my current script is, is all about spending a day with my amazing grandson five years from now. And so I'm already in that space. Mm -hmm. And so then the next things that happen, happen 
from that space. Mm-hmm. And I would say they're usually not even distracted. They're inspiration. Right. Yeah, sometimes they're just okay. Distracted. Sometimes <laughs> they might be distracted. From my experience, then maybe that's sometimes true. a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for me, that often happens. I'll open up, I'll get started, but then it's like, oh, this is this is like I need to go do this. And it's really about it's the balance yeah. or the the ebb and flow of the becoming and the creating and the being. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden I find, find myself on Facebook writing a post instead of going back. And then I'm like, I didn't script, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really did. I really did spend that. Even those few moments being, being out there five years from now mm-hmm. and it's enough now. And it's interesting because I'm at the, the point in the, in some of the programming where I don't know every week or two you we script for a minute and uh-huh. that's it that's about it it's about three lines four lines mm-hmm. and that's about as much as you can really write in a minute and it's I'm sure you're doing that to to show us how we can trigger that flow of future self yeah that it and yeah. it really does work yeah it wouldn't have worked three years ago <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wouldn't have told you that I was a consistent scripter, even, even though we had been working together for a while. Yeah. You weren't consistent. And I think that all goes with, um, I mean, why do you think you weren't cons- consistent at that point? I'll ask you instead of guess. I didn't believe it. Hmm. Honestly, yeah, you didn't believe that uh, just doing that was going to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still, I that was back in the time when I was chasing every, still chasing every. Um. I, well, three years ago, I, I guess I was here, but I, I guess, um. You know, before that, there was there was the time when I would run with Abraham Hicks in my ears, mm-hmm. and I I just had a set of books on tape that I listened to every time I'd go for an eight mile run. I'd probably listen to two hours of of that, and I would come home and buy another program or. <laughs> <laughs> listen to another podcast yeah. or yeah. whatever. And it was, um, it was uh, about going through trying to learn as much as I could and, and find the magic bullet. And what I realized is it's the same thing I say about diets, you know, dep- depending on what you're trying to do with your diet almost any diet can work. Remember the cabbage soup diet? You might not. <laughs> My people will. Yes. Um, you, you ate a lot of cabbage soup. I don't never did this one, but um, it works. And it works for a small, small percentage of people who are so desperate that they will work the program until they lose, lose weight on it. Um, it's not a it's not a health diet. It's a it's a weight loss diet, but almost all diets work. 
And that's because almost when coming into a diet, there's a certain percentage of people who are ready for anything to work, who are desperate for anything to work. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of those programs will work for somebody. Mm -hmm. But this one happens to, I don't know, allow you to do it comfortably. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's not not like I don't have to be up at midnight writing more and more blog posts. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to, and I can get really intense. Yeah. So when I get overly intense, I tend to drive people away because I'm scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then I get, then I get scientific and scary and that's really, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so learning to be in the space where it's comfortable and knowing that that's, that the clients will come from that um, more so than from, from my intensity is really nice. It's just really com- comfortable. Yes. <laughs> which is awesome. It's amazing. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not an intense coach. I tend to tend to have been an intense prior to working with you. I tended to be an intense salesperson, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting and makes, I mean, I never thought you were an intense coach, but I think if I were somebody who in the past three, four years ago might've been considering hiring you, I would have been scared off, right? Because it's like, you know, and because, and again, right, our marketing and talking to our future self needs to to all be in alignment with what they need and with what they're going to give them. And if what we're doing is scaring the crap out of them, they're not going (laughs) to hire us, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, my Capricorn Aries rising personality was like, hey, back off a little bit. Yes. And, and while I know the science and, and I do have clients who love it when I talk science to them. Um, the keyword clients, they, all of your clients, I think, love it. The key is before they pay you, it's too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's what they do love. And that's also the tricky thing. And what you've come to learn and come to own is the throwing of how smart I am at someone when they, because they can't figure out what to do. Right. When you're talking right. about this hormone and this hormone interacting and I, and as a, as a potential client, I'm looking through and I'm trying to like, what does this mean to me? I'm screwed. Right. <laughs> that's pretty much right. You know, right. And what it is, is we have to, we have to work together to figure out what your symptoms mean mm-hmm. to what's going on in your body. And then we need to put things into place that will help them bring those back into balance. Right. And I think when you used to, and so because you give them a little bit of science, you give them that, right? This is what we need to do. We need to figure out this hormone and we need to figure out what we need to do for you specifically. And we need to put this in place, but it used to be like, 
this is how every single hormone could go. Like there was no like, yeah. <laughs> we need to fix they're everything. They're, they're, yeah. They're thinking they, they need to. And the, the truth of the matter is, even if, if they are all going haywire, it's still a matter of step-by-step making the changes that work. Absolutely. For them. Yeah. And that just is now more congruent in your mark. You always did that as a coach, right? And I think this is one of the things, it's the hardest, one of the hardest things for coaches because we're really good at coaching, but often we're not really good at walking people down the path, right? It's like just, (laughs) you know, and so like you've gotten really good at and that's the congruency, right? I need to see who am I working with? Are they going to like fire hose me and I'm going to have to figure this out on my own anyway? Or are they actually? But now you show up as the person who does walk. They can see it ahead of time. Oh, she's going to walk me step by step. She's not just going to stand there and give me a million things to do that I, you know, can't even take notes (laughs) on fast enough. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Which is awesome. What's the most exciting thing about being a coach and having the business that you have right now? For me, it's that I have, I mean, when I think about it, I've spent the last 10 years learning the the underpinnings, all that science. Mm -hmm. And I have all that. And now I have the ability to be in a space. And like yesterday, Saturday, I was at at this all day meeting. And one of my women friends from this group dragged me aside. And she says, I've got to talk to you about this because it's bothering me. And we talked about vaginal atrophy for about 15 minutes, but she felt comfortable coming to me and asking the questions. And she walked away with what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, she, this happens to be a person who's mostly beyond the, she's in her 70s. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's really, other than this one thing, which is really a medical issue for her, um, we talked about what her doctor had told her and I gave her a little more insight into it and gave her some information for a friend. And will I hear back from them anything more? I don't know, but I know that when she goes home, this when she went home, she's going to have a better life with her husband than she did before she went to that meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's super special. Yeah. And if you were who you were a couple of years ago and sort of trying to fire hose and sell her and do all that, you couldn't have served her, right? I couldn't have. No, I would have. It would have been, yeah, let's call call me. Let's set up an appointment and, and all of this. And sometimes I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need to say, just grab my calendar and go go find a space that fits for you. And it's not that I'm going to sell you necessarily it's just that it's easier sometimes to do it that way but yeah and and knowing that this person will now if she has a younger friend who's struggling she's gonna 
she's going to hand them my book or she's going to tell them to call me or whatever it is. She's going to make sure that I get the rich return of talking with another person and helping another person as a result of working with her Mm -hmm. just for that few minutes. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, So what are you most excited about for 2020? Um, Wow. Lots of things. I'm excited because you and I have sort of laid out a plan at which at the end of probably June, I'll have my marketing kind of on almost autopilot. I'm not, I don't want to not engage with it, but I'll have it. So I know exactly what I'm going to do when, Mm -hmm. and I'll have the thoughts and the phrases and the things that I want to say all lined out for that to happen. So that kind of frees up, um, it frees up a lot of energy for me because that's tough Mm -hmm. for me. It's real easy to do science for me. Yeah. So doing the words is is kind of like, oh, okay. But that also frees up the space to, um, I don't know whether it's going to be, I just want to be me again, version, uh, revision, revised edition, or whether it's going to be a whole new thing, uh, a whole new book. But to put that book together with, all the symptoms that that I left out deliberately of I just want to be me again and now decided that wasn't the way to go. Um, so that's exciting. Um, it's exciting to think that um, I know by the end, by the middle of the year, I'm going to be moving my longer term clients into a group program. I know that I'm going to have my short term, my uh, create your menopause survival plan clients. That's not even going to, it's the marketing's going to be on autopilot. So the, the funnel's going to be on autopilot. And I hate to use that word funnel, but they're going to come in more ready as I feel more comfortable and confident with this whole process. They're going to be signing up with less intervention. Yeah. 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 It's more natural because the more we can speak to our clients and the more we can prep them so that they're ready, the more we can help them take the steps on their own, they come in more ready and they come, you know, just, it's just, they just come. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. And so there'll be, you know, there'll be less, there'll be a little more, I I don't want to say it's not going to be unique and individualized because it always will have to be. Um, but it'll, interestingly enough, my front end will be stay more unique than my back end, which is really unusual for coaching. <clears throat> but I, I can see the back end work being much more um, readily able to move to a group version than the front end, because the front end is all about where someone is coming in and we're dealing with where all those hormones are, even if we're not saying. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. So it's going to be an exciting year. Yes, it is. Awesome. And it's your fifth year of coaching. And so how are you different than you were 
entering even four years ago into the next year? Uh, Is there any comparison? I don't think so. I think the people I talk to and the people I work with really see a difference in who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last year when we, when you and I met up in Toronto for another event and Jenny was there and I hadn't seen Jenny in about a year, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, wait a minute, that's not the same person. <laughs> And even that, I mean, even there, my hair color has, has gone all white, right? Um, you know, so, so I don't even look quite the same as I did back then. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of comparison. Amazing. That's awesome. Well, tell us, remind everyone where they can find you and what magic you do in the world. So my magic is helping women tame the symptoms of menopause, the ones that are bothering them so they can get back to the life they love. And you can find me on Facebook at Menopause Guru page, uh, or you can find me on the web at menopause.guru or menopauseguru.com. Awesome. Any final thoughts as we wrap up today? Uh, No, it's just going to be an exciting year. It's going to be amazing. January 6th. Like I said, today is the beginning of Mardi Mardi Gras, which is because it's epiphany and has always been sort of a a marker of new beginnings for me because it's the end of the Christmas season and the beginning of a new year. Awesome. Well, make sure to connect with Jean at menopause.guru or find her on Facebook on the Menopause Guru page. If you have any questions or you're struggling with the symptoms of menopause and want to feel like yourself again, and make sure to come back and check out her next interview in the Year of Growth series. Years of Growth. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.